0: Don't make me turn this podcast around. You're listening to the Reno Dads Podcast. We're dads talking about dad stuff. We're doing the dad thing in the biggest little city in the world, Reno, Nevada. But we're talking about things that all dads and parents can relate to. We'll share fatherly war stories, discuss manly things, and even get into the tender moments of fatherhood. We want you to be a part of the conversation, so join us and listen in. Oh, and be warned, dad jokes ahead. Okay, so welcome to the next episode here, the Reno Dads Podcast. I have Micka Byerman in the studio with me this week, and we had this idea, um, I guess you write for the Reno Moms blog still? I
1: do, uh, for many years, yes. Yeah,
0: and we had this idea because I had written a piece, I mean now it's gone back a year plus, about dating here in Reno and my sort of experiences, and we thought it'd be fun to bring in one of the Reno Moms who'd also had her experience. I know that you have, um, probably written about this a lot more than I have and probably have a lot more you know stories to tell than I do but I thought it'd be kind of fun to sort of hear the other side of the story because mine was sort of uh, benign but also like I've since been sort of collecting other stories since then so mm-hmm. welcome
1: thank you very yeah. much I'm, I'm glad to be here in an honorary kind of Reno dad as well because I am a solo parent so I'm both mom and dad to my right. child so
0: right yeah and um, my sort of experience, I think I sort of jumped right in, um, after the divorce into some online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and my experience was, um, you know, it was, it was okay. I was traveling a bunch. So it sort of seemed like a novelty, right? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I would land in a city or I was going back and forth to the East coast. And I thought, Oh, in DC, the, you know, the, you could swipe and meet somebody, you know, in the span of a, few hours really I mean, it was that simple and 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 it was actually sort of very common in dc i think it felt like when i got i didn't do as much dating here in reno just because i felt like i was with my kids i sort of wanted to focus on them Mm -hmm. but like on occasion you know i would meet people that way and i found it to be sort of an interesting experience i mean you you kind of i think jumped right in too (laughs) <laughs> if you, you, I mean, you told me a little bit about this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Full disclosure, I've been divorced twice. Right. So uh, the first time I was divorced was in 2008. And um, that was one of those situations because I'd been basically with this man for 13 years. So I was pretty young and uh, very, very hurt. And so kind of jumping back on the horse seemed like the right thing to do and had quite a few interesting experiences during that Um divorce and the dating experience after that um i did try online dating um but i didn't do it right away i think i was looking more for that organic experience at first
0: yeah i'm so it's so interesting to me um now having gone through and i'm sort of off of the dating apps i Mm -hmm. mean i sort of every once in a while get bored and i'll hop on again and be like oh i never realized why i got off and i get right back off again but (laughs) um i find them to be um yeah it's like a you see the same people Mm -hmm. Uh, and i mentioned this before when we before got on the uh, on the recording here but like i found that like here in reno especially it felt like you would see the same people that you were swiping, and then they'd be in your People You May Know feed yeah. on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like, face- I mean, there's just not enough degrees of separation here in Absolutely. a town like Reno. Yeah.
1: I actually use that example all the time. You know the Bacon number? The, you're supposed to be six the degrees of separation yeah, Kevin, from yeah. Kevin Bacon. In Reno, the Reno number is one. Like, every one of us knows somebody else very closely, very intimately by one degree of separation. I, I
0: went on a date once. I, I remember this so clearly. I went on a date once. With this woman and I said I had mentioned that somebody had set me up on a so this was the organic, right? Somebody mm-hmm. had set me up on a blind mm-hmm. date, whatever, and she seemed perfectly nice and I was like, Okay, I'll go and went to this date, you know, date on for lunch and we had a lovely lunch and then um, you know, I got the message afterwards and she's like, Oh, you know, I don't think there's a romantic connection there. I'm like, Okay, that's great. You know, right. very you know, I thought that was very kind that in is the nice, end yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a very mature sort mm-hmm. of thing. I mean I, I know I probably should do that a little bit more. I should be a little bit more <laughs> Grown up about it but anyway so i was on this next you know subsequent date and i was explaining something in the context of that date that was sort of interesting to me i mean just because you know we're sort of sharing our war stories or whatever mm-hmm. and she says oh is her name x and i was like oh my gosh like she knew exactly who i had gone out to lunch with right. by just by like one small detail mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is weird. Like it it was like, that's Reno.
1: It's so Reno. I recently went on sort of, I don't know, it's sort of getting to know this guy at this point right now. And we were sitting there talking and we're having a drink and he's telling me about his background and he says something about going to the University of Phoenix. And I'm like, dude, I used to teach at the University of Phoenix. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And, And there was something about his name that was always familiar. And I'm like, you know what? you were my student. And he's like, really? And he's like, I don't remember a lot about that time because it was like 12, 13 years ago. So yeah, we we realized that he was actually in my class at the time. So wow, yeah, Reno is small. And I'll tell you, um, dating at the age of 35, which is what I was when I was first divorced and dating at the age of 45, which is what I am now, are two totally different animals too.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. What do you think?
1: Oh my God. It's so much harder now. I don't know. I think... I, I mean, again, it could be Reno. I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been here for 40 years, and the longer you're here, the harder it is to date. But I just – I find that that organic experience just doesn't happen all that often.
0: So do you think it's because – well, I mean, obviously you're a different person now at 45 from mm-hmm. 35. I mean, I'm uh, – I just turned 50, and I get um, I get the same sense that there's – well, from my experience, I was out of the dating – for you know, almost 20 years mm-hmm. like and so got married when I was 30 or 31 whatever and so it had been you know a long time mm-hmm. s- since I had sort of even experienced right. any of that right so for me it was completely foreign mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a different I guess because of your you know relative age I mean the kids you're well, younger. Whatever. I mean
1: it's interesting because I've got so I've got almost two generations of kids too I've got a 20 year old who's in college a 16 year old who's in high school and a five-year-old now Whoa. so um, so, with the first divorce and having young ish kids, my kids were i think five and eight when I got divorced so um but again, I was so hurt and so eager to get back into that pool and you know calm myself and make sure that I felt good about things and moving forward that I did the whole like flirting with guys over zucchini at the grocery store and you know <laughs> go into Starbucks and just kind of make an eye contact and i I don't know whether. I don't know. At the age of 45, I've lost my mojo. I don't do oh, that anymore. No, I yeah. don't flirt over the zucchini anymore. Maybe I should start that up again. I don't know. But I, I don't know that I'm seeing as many prospects, and I don't know how you feel about that. But it just and because you've traveled, you say, you know. I mean, yeah. it's it's it seems like Reno is so darn small, and there are so few single people out there who are our age. I'm just having a very hard time with that, and I I'm not a fan of online dating, and yeah. so I don't know how else to meet people besides. Yeah. You know, the, the friends introducing you and, yeah, and apparently I mean, go, to I yeah, go, go to Rayleigh's. Yeah, go to Rayleigh's and hang out by the
0: zucchinis. I mean, the, the zucchini there's, emoji. There's yeah.
1: something Freudian about the zucchini, yeah, well, but whatever. I mean, that's
0: why the emoji exists. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it's um, it's interesting. I um, I definitely had, you know, sort of a, a different experience online when I was uh, back east and met people that way, you know, fairly easily. and dated a woman for, you know, close to a year who was... Um, you know, who, who was somebody I met through, um, through Tinder. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was great. I mean, I think she, you know, she had, um, and, and, you know, going back and forth there was, you know, sort of tricky, um, at times. And then, you know, you know, it just didn't, it really wasn't going to work. I mean, in the end for a couple of reasons, one is that I stopped going back East also, um, you know, she was quite a bit, younger so i think that that was you know it's a sort of different stage of life mm-hmm. you know kind of thing
1: so you were actually doing the long distance
0: thing yeah for i mean in a, in a manner of speaking i was traveling back and forth to virginia for a time so my my you know sort of second home where i had actually moved from mm-hmm. was back east so gotcha. i was very familiar with the area and sort of just felt like that was a little bit easier for mm-hmm. me and plus you know with my kids here i felt like i was sort of wanted to be more present for them and not mm-hmm. you know, sort of thinking about dating as much. But, you know, it was a, certainly a distraction. I think, you know, and I've met people here in town, you know, through you know, Bumble and Tinder and over the years since the divorce. And I've, I've since sort of gotten off all of those, um, you know, apps for the most part. I mm-hmm. find, you know, I found them to just be more of a distraction. And the effort that goes into, like, sort of starting up a conversation and then continuing the conversation, you know, like, as as they, you know, sort of, like, you could start ten conversations and, like, maybe only meet one of those people in real life. Right. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think that the – I'm curious, you know, what, like – now, like you said, though, I mean, are there people in our age bracket, you know, so to speak? I, I don't know. Like, it, it's hard to it's hard to see, like, where you would meet people. I think, you know, people say oh, you could join clubs, you can sort of volunteer and all these things. But like, who has time for that?
1: I know. I know, especially when you're a single parent, right? So, um, I mean, I, I mentioned I've got the five-year-old, and she is with me 100% of the time. There's right. no father in the picture at all. Right. And so, you know, being 45 with a five-year-old and – You know, my day job, I'm a VP of strategy for an advertising agency. I'm a writer. I write a ton. So when I'm not working, I'm with my children and, you know, talking to my son who's in college and, you know, taking care of the day-to-day stuff that goes into a home. You know, I've got a beautiful home that I love to care for and take care of these kids and... It is definitely time is a commodity, man. And I don't know at this stage, you know, and I'm also I'm an introvert by nature, I love... Really? I love to go out. I would out. not have begged you that I know. Way. Well, no, no, no. See, an introvert is not shy. I'm an outgoing person. I see. I'm an introvert. I recharge in in quiet I and see, private. Yeah. Um, I do public speaking all the time. I love speaking. I love meeting people. But afterwards, I need to go home and be, you know, right. in the fetal position, sucking my thumb just a little bit. Yeah. Um, Just to, you know, recharge and get the yeah. energy back. So, yeah. you know, when my for a precious moment, you know, my five year old goes with my grandpar my parents, her grandparents for a weekend. I find myself, you know, catching up on some Netflix and being at home and doing the things I don't get to do when my kids are constantly around. Sure. So it is a double edged sword. I I am lonely, but I'm I'm actually wait, I am lonely as a person, but I love being alone. And so there's such a dichotomy there, you know, and I don't want to sacrifice alone time. I I know who I am now. That is such an advantage of being an older person who's divorced. And, you know, sure. you just know who you are. When you're, you know, younger and getting getting together with people, I think you sacrifice so much of who you are and try to make yourself into the image that people want you to be. And now I'm like, I don't have time for that BS. I'm just me, you know? Yeah.
0: And the other thing that I think about is it's either, you know, you're all in or you're not in. Like yeah. I've heard it said another way, and this is sort of a not an explicit, you know, sort of rated, um, podcast but it's like either F (laughs) F yes yes or F no right like you're either all in or not like and if you meet somebody and you're sort of like hmm but it's fine and you can hang out with them and you feel okay like like why would you do that because like that's again that's a drain on your time it's Mm -hmm. on energy you have other things you want to do you're at the stage where you're like I'm you know still working in my career I'm still doing other things like I don't want to like feel committed or feel like I have to do something or Mm -hmm. obligated to something where I'm like not all in
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: So that's the thing. It's like I haven't met any. I mean, I to the well. I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that. I mean, I've met people that I think I've felt that way about, but like either the timing's not right, or it's some other you know sort of reason. But you know, certainly here in Reno, it's a it's a trickier um, prospect. And I, I, you know, it's interesting. I I've met people in different places through like. I swim, so I you know work out with swim club, and then I also go to the gym quite a bit. And I, you know, there's some you know sort of group fitness classes. And th- this is something I've learned about myself over the years since the divorce. Well, I've known this about myself, but it's sort of been very evident, you know, recently. You know, finding myself here in Reno by myself mm-hmm. after the you know split. You know, I had to figure out, look, find my way, mm-hmm. and you know, meet friends and make you know kind of new you know sort of networks. I didn't know anybody when I got here. Right. And that's been very helpful. Like my swim team that I hang out with, you know, from time to time, where I, you know, we get together from time to time, where we do stuff together, that's been really helpful. And then, you know, going to the gym and meeting people in, you know, group fitness classes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and being kind of part of that community as well. And then, of course, the Reno Dads. I mean, I'm not. I mean, that's been great for me personally because right. I'm like been able to get connected to people like through the fact that we're doing interviews or we're doing podcasts or we're doing, you know, whatever. I got to interview the governor last week. So that was really super fun. And we, we've got just a lot of like connections that way. Yeah. And that, and um, I did. I will say this, though, the funny thing about like I, I, I friended one of the Reno dads recently who just um, started with us single guy and you probably know him and like all of a sudden my people you may know feed got really like young and attractive i was like oh this is kind (laughs) of cool i wonder if i do know her (laughs) that's funny (laughs) now what like what about that like i mean on social media do you meet people do you introduce yourself have you ever done that
1: so it's tough my my day job as strategy for an advertising agency i do a ton of social media work so i'm on social media a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Also having grown up here, you know, I went to McQueen High School, um, many of us stayed behind and some left and some come back and then you find yourself kind of circling back in the same little circles, you know, or getting to know people that you kind of had a crush on in high school. I've definitely gone down that road a couple of times with some people I knew from high school, you know, because I connected with them on social, and you know, it just kind of naturally evolved. There's kind of a nice step to that where you don't have to reintroduce yourself; they kind of know your story, right? Um, especially because I'm super transparent on social media, so like what you see is what you get, right. and I don't hold back. I'm not a filter person, right. and so they know a lot of my baggage. They know like some of my, you know, I say turn-ons, but like what we were talking about beforehand is that, you know, I'm I'm a writer, so like being able to construct a sentence is super important to me. And if you don't know what portmanteau is, you may not be <laughs> able to qualify to be someone who dates me. I'm kidding. That's an exaggeration. But um but yeah, I mean, I think social media as a tool has been very beneficial. Um I think it's a good screening mechanism very much like how I treated online dating. Because with when I was online dating 10 years ago, um, they had to, you know, write me emails or texts or whatever, and you get to see whether they are using the correct form of their versus their. Um, there they are. And um, they're T-H-E-I-R. So you get to see that. Um, and it's not that I'm judging. It's just that – But
0: you are. It's okay. A little
1: bit, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, if they can, you know – Put together some sentences and write me something that's cohesive and nice, and I'm I'm great. That's the turn on for me. Right. And so when I'm using social media as a screener, you know, people already know that about me. They know mm. what makes me tick a little bit. So I've sure. I've really enjoyed. Um, there have been things about social media and dating in this realm that I've enjoyed. There are some things that are just the worst, like it doesn't work out and then you're still connected and how much do you share and, you know, all so of that.
0: So I, I have, yeah, I have a solution to that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a couple questions on that. One is, have you been approached by somebody that like sort of, you know, sent you a, like say a Facebook message, you know, out of the blue, like, mm-hmm. you know, you have some people in oh, common yeah. and they said, oh, we have some people in common. Do you want to meet for coffee? I've had that happen to yep, me. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's your sort of take on that?
1: Um. I don't have a, I don't have a big filter on that. Like I'll pretty much meet with anybody. Right. And nothing successful. I'm sitting here 45 years old, still single. So it hasn't really worked out yet. Right. Um, I've made some really good friends that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's great. You know, honestly, I don't approach dating as an intentional thing anymore. Like Mm -hmm. it's not, I am ready to date. Come meet me or me going out and saying, I want to meet you. It's, it is literally just collecting new experiences and, you know, when I have the time and the incentive and a few, you know, few uh, spare hours, then right. if I'm willing to do that, I'm just investing time in people. You know, that's my intention is sure. just to kind of build relationships and see what happens. Yeah. So nothing super fruitful from that, um, but I've had it happen quite a few times, actually, and, you know, some good friendships out of it, I guess. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think
0: it's interesting to see. I mean, I... Yeah. I, have you done that to um, anybody? I've had it both ways. Yeah. Okay. I've asked, I've asked, um, you know, it's like I would see somebody that we have three or four people in common and they're good friends of mine. And I'd be like, can you make an introduction? Or I would mm-hmm. say, well, I would just, you know, send out a, a quick message and say, hey, we have some friends in common, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, would you, you know, be interested in meeting for coffee sometime? And I've, um, I've had that come my way too. You know, a couple of people have asked me. And I think that's great. I mean, I sort of, I don't know, I'm sort of, it's, um, one of the things that i have found um is that it's there's still um still a fair amount of this out there i'm i'm not sure how you sort of see it but um there's a, a fair amount of this feeling like oh the men should do the pursuing still mm-hmm. um i'm not sort of so convinced that that's you know like how I want to feel like I'm being pursued too. Like I want there right. to be sort of a, you know, mutual sort of like interest in a, in a sort of an interest in and in like when it comes to texting or when it comes to initiating contact or initiating thing, you know, sort of plans or mm-hmm. making, you know, plans and stuff like that. Then I think, you know, it should go both ways. I
1: completely agree. I think it's two way and it's there's nothing more frustrating to me than me always being the person to start a conversation or to right. ask somebody, "Hey, what are you doing this weekend?" or
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and that happens a lot.
0: Yeah. It happens a lot. I can't, i say you can't push a rope.
1: Right. (laughs) So you can, you
0: know, like you can't feel like you're the only one who's, you know, kind of pushing. It's so true.
1: Yeah. That's a big thing. And I don't know, I don't, a lot of people aren't really good with texting and I'm finding, especially in my generation, you know, it, it just feels like a lot of people don't like that. And I am, again, I'm an introvert. I think phones are evil. I don't like phones. Um, I would much rather meet somebody in person and, or text them and try to coordinator next time together you know that's my comfort zone especially with people who are new so i'm not the person who's going to pick up the phone and have an hour-long conversation i used to be that you know when it was i don't know when i was in high school but now i just don't have time for that and
0: it's funny i've done both and i think it's really interesting to me because um, women that i've you know sort of spent any time with some of them are more you know it just it depends like some you know definitely do more texting Mm -hmm. than than i do and some are You know, phone talkers. I think
1: for me, it's the parenting thing. Like, you know, I'm so busy with these three or two generations of kids, these three different kids in three different places that if you text me, it's almost more respectful because they're acknowledging that I may not be able to just pick up the phone right now and talk to you, you know. But if they want to schedule a time, that's totally cool, too. Yeah. But texting just allows me to respond when i can which is not always going to be just that immediate yeah you know although that sucks too when you text someone and you just sit there waiting you know well yeah and that was the thing i got into
0: trouble with <laughs> once or twice i was like i'm in the middle of something and then mm-hmm. the texts come in and i can do a quick response and then you know so then i've gotten pretty sensitive to that to say look i can't text right now but i'll you know i'll definitely be back in touch or whatever or i'll you know give me a few minutes or yeah. like i'm in the middle of something but like the, texting also doesn't convey a lot of the you know, sort of subtlety or the nuance in what you're trying to say, and I've had that whole thing. There's you know, a blow up lot in my face.
1: of room for misinterpretation with texting, which is a dangerous
0: thing. I know. Yeah, I know. Agreed. And just use emojis.
1: Yeah, <laughs> always use emojis. Yes, I mean, don't make the whole text emojis. So but... I,
0: you know, that, and then you you hear people who are like, "Oh, you're a grown man. You shouldn't be using emojis."
1: Or LOL. Walls, yeah, walls. I know. I've had people say well, you know, you're 45, really LOL, JK. I'm like, that's a joke. I'm I'm like, you know, you trying know? to co-opt the younger generation's speak. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think um you yeah, know, I mean, I've definitely found and there's a sort of varying degree. I mean, there are people that I know who sort of have these, you know, rules about Oh, you're my 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. situation. Like, I'm not going to deal with you during the day, but you know, you're fine to come over and you know, spend the night, like that kind of oh, thing. I was oh, like, okay, okay, all right. Well, that's interesting. That,
1: that's something I haven't encountered yet. I've never um, been called an 8 p. to 8 a. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: broken all those rules. And then, um, you know, then there's you know, I've met. I mean, like, you know, women in all age groups, like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. You know, so like, I've I've sort of I think I've spanned all of the different sort of age groups and they're and they're all different with respect to what they again, how they communicate mm-hmm. and what's important to them. mm mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't really figured it out. Um,
1: Well, don't you think, though, a lot of it is just about, and I mean, for me, I'm a communications person. I love this. And there's almost a psychology behind it that I think is fascinating. So during those early conversations, to have the conversation about, so what do you, you know, what's what's your take on texting? What do you think about emojis? What are your thoughts on, you know, the abbreviations, the acronyms? Like, you know, having that conversation and just kind of feeling a person out and saying, okay, and then somewhat adapting to it, but not changing yourself. I mean, you're not going to fundamentally change who you are. But to know, maybe, you know, for me, I'm not a big phone person, so don't expect the phone call, you know? Or be okay if I quickly text you back and say, hey, I'm in a a client meeting right now, I'll get back to you, and don't take offense at that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But just, again, communicating, setting the ground rules, you know, it's all the stuff that we
0: do, and... Well, we're supposed to do. I, uh-huh. I'm, I know I've 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 screwed up more uh, more than I care to admit <laughs> on this because I know that I like I want to be a grown up about all of this and I want to be able to like sort of set some ground rules. And I think, you know, I've gotten better about it. My tolerance for BS <laughs> is um, has gone down. Yeah. So I don't want to put up with like, you know, sort of stuff that i just don't want to put up with and i'm you know i I mean the whole boundary setting thing and whatever like that's a real thing Mm -hmm. and i don't really have any you know i don't make any apologies for that like i know that if i don't want to put up with you know you you know the way you interact with me say after you've been drinking like i'm not gonna do it Mm -hmm. like we're done Mm -hmm. like and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna there's not like a one strike two strike thing i'm like we're done
1: yeah yeah there is such a freedom i think to being this age and to being dating, and to just not doing the BS thing. No game playing. Like, if you're playing games, I am so fast out of here. There's no no room in my life for that, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, just the, you know, be straight up. Tell me what you're thinking. I'm not going to, you know, play the guessing game with somebody and try to mind read. That's not how I roll. So, if that's who you are, you're not invited into my little, you know, play space. Like, that's just... And, and I love that about dating at this stage of life. It's so much more, um, I don't know, exhilarating because I'm, I'm just being true to myself. I know exactly where my boundaries are and oh, yeah. I'm perfectly comfortable setting them. You know, yeah. and I also don't I think I used to judge myself through my partner's filters much more than I do now. You know, oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I, in both of my marriages, it was a constant that, you know, I wasn't outdoorsy enough. Well, guess what? That's not my strength. If you, my partner wants to be outdoorsy, go get it. That's fabulous. I expect some or to somebody or find somebody that you want who exactly. is going to go with you because right. it's not your thing. Right. And if if that's your thing and we don't have to be together 100% of the time. When I was younger, like I was expecting my relationships to be, oh, we're we have hobbies together. Mhm. Now I'm completely comfortable finding somebody who loves the outdoors, who can do his thing on his time and mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily need me along. That's not to say I won't go on a hike. It's just don't expect me to do that every single weekend, you oh. know. Expect that there will be things about me that are much more, you know, reading and, and going to movies and, you know, going traveling and doing all those things as opposed to, you know, spending the time on the hike in the Sierras every single weekend. Right. And I, I literally used to judge myself because I wasn't, outdoorsy enough well guess what that's just who I am and that's part of who I am and so embrace that or move on yeah you're not being forced to stay here so
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah I mean it's gonna be interesting I think um well I mean it continues to be interesting for me to sort of explore more of Reno I mean again I'm sort of new new-ish I mean mm-hmm. I, I guess I three years or almost three and a half years now it feels like with as many people that are moving into the um, yeah. into the area, I'm not quite as new as I used nope. to think I nope. was. No, you're
1: you're almost a native at this point. <laughs> I wouldn't say that.
0: I'm kind of a city city mouse, and wow. we're not quite there yet. But yeah. it's good. I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like, I, I've gone and traveled for work in you know places like Portland or Austin mm-hmm. and Chicago and Toronto and places like that, and I'm like, man, like those are cities where I think if you know, I mean, I think the the range of meeting people is wider and there's like less of a likelihood that you're going to be like one degree of separation with somebody. But I mean, on the other hand, if you have one degree of separation, like you could ask, hey, is this person cool? And could you make the introduction? Like that's the upside. Oh, my
1: gosh. Fact finding about people in Reno is super easy. Like it is. Again, because of that one degree of separation, you just yeah. ask a friend of a friend and you've got, you know, the whole backstory about why this person is and the place they are and what what they're like. And yeah. you can probably also connect with three of their ex exes. So, you know, there All are right. definitely good things about it for All sure. Right.
0: Yeah. So what's the what's the key takeaway on this one, I guess?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think um, understanding that when you're a parent, dating is different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had so many people who basically have told me, well, you know, so in- your daughter needs a father. And I look at them and say, uh-uh, I am the father, I am the mother, she's perfectly fine. Right. I need somebody who, you know, I can spend some time with at the end of the day and, you know, just relax and emotionally engage with. I don't need somebody to take over the parenting. I got that. Right. And I think when you're a parent, you are all about the parenthood, you know, and, so extracting a little bit of time for yourself to date, um, you know, open to the possibilities. But again, like I said, I, I'm not I'm not constantly lamenting the fact that I'm not like a, you know, actively out there swinging single. I'm just living my life and right. whatever happens happens. Right. And I think that's like the mantra for us parents, right? I mean, you really, I mean, <laughs> the surest way to fail is to make a plan for, you know, when you've got kids, right? And so I really feel like, it's just about just being open, to experiences, building relationships. Um, definitely wouldn't recommend the online thing. I don't know. I just
0: I don't know. It has its place. I think, it, like <laughs> I said, every every now and again, I get a little. I mean, the funny thing is, I've ended up being friends with a couple of the women that I sort of met that way here in town, and they've. It's been great. Like, I just feel like I have those as friendships now, and I. That's a nice feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. I have tried to separate my kids from my dating life as much as possible just because of that skittishness yeah, like they exactly. don't need to know this yeah. is my life yeah and yet every time i try to do that like you know it'll be on a week when i don't have my older daughter and so i'll plan a date and then he'll come to pick me up and my daughter'll just swing by you know so it's like then i have to go through the whole awkward oh yeah you know Here. this is my date for the evening right. and she's like oh and then afterwards i'm getting the conversation why didn't you tell me so yeah i know you know it's it's uh it's it's a different thing and the other thing is that we have to model these good dating behaviors for these kids, right? I mean, they're growing up in a time that's so weird um, in terms of relationships. Um, and I feel like it's important. I, I really look at it, especially for my five-year-old, because she doesn't, you know, she's never she doesn't remember me with her father at all. She was 15 months old when he was gone. And so I'm very aware of the fact that I'm her model for healthy relationships. Right. And that scares me a little bit. Because she sees me largely alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but in her, you know, beautiful way, we'll talk about things and she'll be like, I don't have a daddy. I have a Dylan. And that's my son's name is Dylan. And, you know, he's in college. He's 20 years old. He's mm-hmm. not her dad, but he's a model for her. That's you know? good. Yeah. And so it's, I don't know, looking at every experience as a potential way to model really healthy dating behaviors for our kids. Because otherwise, they may just be doing their thing, and, and that's always scary, you know. Yeah. It can well, be.
0: as long as they're coming to you and asking you questions, and you know they feel like they can ask you those yeah. questions, I think that's really super important. Yes, agreed. Well, I appreciate your coming in, Mickley. It's um, you know, it is a fun thing to like talk about. It's also like just crazy to think. Like I think back on my sort of where I you know have been over the last couple of years, and I think, oh, I, I know I could write some of this. I know you've uh-huh. probably you know found your way to writing more about it than I have.
1: Yeah, I've got quite a a, a whole blog pretty much devoted yeah. to that. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll link to it on the podcast okay. um, here, and then maybe we'll uh, sort of go on a continuing series at some point. You can come back in, and we can tell each other more of the stories of uh, dating in Reno as Hopefully. a single mom and a single dad.
1: Hopefully, they're not horror stories, and maybe. maybe. there'll be one about zucchini at Raley's. You never know.
0: You never know. Thanks so much for coming in. (laughs) Thank you. You've been listening to the Reno Dads podcast on renodads.com. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Stop by renodads.com and click on Contact Us and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear on our show. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Renodads. And subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll join us here for our next episode, and we'll see you online at renodads.com.